Uh, welcome to du- Two Bees in a <laughs> Podcast with downtown Donna Brown and Brooke Westcar and me, Lauren Simeo. Yay! <laughs> Thank you, Lauren. It's so good to have you here. What was so funny is Lauren actually, um, we got our dates mixed up and um, last week when Scott was in here, Lauren walked in with one of her uh, kids and I was like, oh my God, did I just mess something up? I was freaking out a little bit because I do, I mess up a lot of stuff and you're looking at me and I'm looking at you and you're like, oh, I, I, and I was like, I thought it was for next Wednesday. You're like, probably it was. And she just turns around. She goes, I'll go see my daughter. She lives one street over. And I was like, okay. Well, and it's funny because I saw Scott Stevens. I'm like, hmm. (laughs) I I didn't didn't even see you. I walked in and saw Scott Stevens. I'm like, did I get something wrong? (laughs) Me and Scott, Scott Stevens are buddies too. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually how I met you was through Scott and uh, Celeste. Right. Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. I, years ago. Um, I don't even know how long ago. So, um, but welcome, Lauren. Oh, I appreciate you coming you. out to the She Shed. Thank you. Um, so tell us a little bit about yourself. Like, where are you from? Family, spouse, kids, grandkids? I am from uh, Newport News, Virginia, born and raised, moved to Jacksonville about uh, 16 years ago. My husband just transferred jobs, not military or anything like that. Um, I have two children one biological one adopted um basically i'm a foster mom a medical foster mom of two little boys right now i've probably had mm, about about 26 kids in and out of my home in the last five years i'm just now hit my five-year mark of fostering um i have four grandchildren wow so very very busy (laughs) (laughs) And now, right now, we're on this uh, corona break, as I call it. So, it's like the world has come to an end. We just sit in the house and clean up organize stuff. (laughs) So, with your medical foster kids, um, and I don't know if you can share, like, their conditions and stuff like that. I know we can't, you know, mention names and things. But, um, because of that, you can't really bring them out of the house at all, correct? No. Um, if they, uh, my my medical, the two I have right now, they're both five years old, but they go to regular school. But when they're not in school, they go to medical daycare for their therapies and stuff like that. Um, so we've been instructed that they have to stay in the house or, um, and they won't even let us take them to appointments right now. Basically, they, um, we have to stay in the house with them um, mm-hmm. until... A lot of this is uh, passed by, so it it's is really, what it's, it is. It's really scary. You it know? is. It is because um, my both my children are uh, are at high risk. Um, my, my one little boy has a very rare seizure condition that um, any sickness will throw him into seizure, and any seizure can be life threatening. My other little boy has. Um, cerebral palsy and microcephaly and basically microcephaly is just basically small brain um so all my kids are high risk mm-hmm. and i saw him last week you brought him with it and he let me tell you brooke he is a cutie he is that is he awesome. was all smiles and um and the the only issue with him is is you know he's there but it's like he can't he can't verbalize what he wants to say and um 
Lauren was sharing with me that he actually has a laptop, right? Like a computer yeah, that he can. Yeah, it's a box. Yeah. And basically, he, that's how he taught, communicates. And that's he's awesome. a charmer. But it was, it's just so crazy when he came into the system. He was just so skinny and 14 rotted teeth. And we've worked on him for the last year. And he's doing great. Great. Mm, that's wonderful. It is. Yeah, and I'm sure for them it's hard to understand why they can't go out and do things. I know um, our kids at school, um, before, right as this started to become a thing, you know, trips were getting canceled, and um, they take they take our blind kids um, on a ski trip, and they go skiing and uh, do a bunch That's of winter cool. sports that they would never have an opportunity to do, and that got canceled, and their trip to Washington, D.C. got canceled, and the kids were sort of down about it. And at first they were saying, like, uh, you know, they like to come in and repeat things they hear their parents say. So they're like, it's not even a big deal. It's like it's like a government conspiracy. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what it is. No. Um, no. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, I was like, Let, let's just have a little discussion here. I said, OK, yes, on the one hand, most of us in this room can be in the you know, we can get an, a virus and we can be OK. I said, however, I can name two of my students right now that are immunocompromised. Uh, I, I know, you know, that two of my students who can't be vaccinated, they're literally vaccine exempt. I said, that's the reason that, you know, people get vaccines is for those kids that can't get it, those people that can't get it. It's so that we don't give them all of our junk. Um, and so they were like, oh, I didn't think about that. So if like we got the virus, we could we could kill somebody else. And I'm like. Yes, that's or what we're saying. Or, it's or not, all about, not all about ourselves, guys. <laughs> this yeah. is, you know, and so they were like, oh, I never thought about it like that. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, mm -hmm. if I can, mm -hmm. and I told them, I was like, if, if anything, if I ever teach you anything in this classroom, it's that when you go out into the world and you get to vote for the first time, please remember that if something doesn't directly affect you, think about the people that it does affect and vote for those people because... Not everything's about ourselves, guys. And they're exactly. like, oh, I didn't think about that. <laughs> yeah. um, so I don't know if I can ask this or not, but you said, like, you know, your um, little fellow that has cerebral palsy, he came, he had rotten teeth and things like that. Did he come from his biological family to you guys, or was he yes. already in the system? No, he came directly uh, from the biological family. And I think a lot of people have this mentality of, well, they're they're handicapped and that that's just not high priorities for them. But it is mm -hmm. because, I mean, it's your teeth. I mean, when things rot in your, especially your teeth, you experience pain and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I'll never forget him. Forget, I got, about a week after I got him, I took him to Jason's Deli and they got the free ice cream bar. And I'm sitting there, and I give him a big old mouthful of ice cream, and he just lost his crap. And I'm like, and I didn't even think about it. And it just, the teeth, because they were rotted. Um, yeah. It just, yeah, it threw him through the ceiling. And, um, but yeah, I, I, I see a lot of special needs children that have a lot of dental issues. And basically, I was very lucky. I found a dentist in, um, uh, down there in Orlando that, that took him to Arnold Palmer Hospital and checked him in, put him under sedation, and did it all at once. Oh, that's awesome. It was a great thing. And I bet that was a, I mean, did did the 
did family services did anybody help you find this doctor or you just did it on your own right you found them um we have uh most of our kids do which um my child's the well care um they have an actual nurse through well care that helps us uh with the well care services oh wow that's good yeah it is um i know a lot of people complain about florida welfare but um, I think it's great. I've mm. never, all my kids have Medicaid. I've never had any issues with Medicaid. Yeah, the only issue I have is with the dental, the dentist. <sighs> yeah. That's the only issue. Now, the healthcare and everything is phenomenal. Uh, all four of my, our kids, of course, they, they're they on Medicaid. Um, right. And um, we've, as far as their healthcare, I mean, we can take them to urgent care. We can mm-hmm. take them to an ER. We can take them anywhere that you guys go, and it doesn't cost us a dime because these kids were in the system right. through foster care. And um, and that's one other thing, too, is they hold you accountable as foster parents, as parents, to make sure that these kids are getting their checkups, their shots. Mm-hmm. You know, exactly. um, because there's some people that becomes foster parents for the wrong reason. There, there yeah. are, oh yeah, there are people out there, you know, doing it for the wrong reason. But I can promise you that Lauren is not one of those people. So, and to be honest with you, they are slowly weeding out these people. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, you have to have an income qualification. So after um, you pay all your bills at the end of the month, they want to make sure you have at least five hundred dollars at the end of the month left over before you can even qualify to be a foster parent. And now they're going in and rating your home like, like one star, two star, three star, four star, five star. So, um, and I was basically told we they are just basically weeding out people that do not um, don't hold up to the standards. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just think that, baby, back in the day, foster care got a really bad reputation, but I think a lot has changed. Mm -hmm. Well, too, because there's so many, there's been things that have been in the news, maybe not necessarily here in Florida, but other states that have, where kids were left in either with foster parents or in their biological homes that should have been brought out or removed or they were taken back to them and they shouldn't have been reunification shouldn't have happened at the time and exactly. and um so i think that that all those things that's been highlighted and everything it's been really um something that's been kind of emphasizing more so and yeah let me tell you whenever um Brooke, we was going through the process mm-hmm. they came in and even i had to pay 50 dollars to the health department to come and check the temperature of my refrigerator they made sure that all of my chemicals were locked up. Mm-hmm. They, um, I had the fire extinguishers. Um, I think I ended up having like three different home visits where they came and checked everything out. I had to have um, the bedrooms already made up mm-hmm. and ready to go. Um, yeah, that's really wonderful. That I, yeah, I have to have that done yearly. Every year, I have to relicense as if I licensed license for the first time. Do you have to refingerprint and all that too? Uh, well, right now we we are at a level two fingerprinting, so basically it's um, it's not like your regular fingerprints. It's basically high security fingerprints, mm-hmm. and they um, basically the prints are good for five years, but they rerun your um, background background every year. Well, they need to do that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm glad to hear that. I know um, in middle school, I'm, I became best friends with this girl who um, had just been adopted, but she had gone through the foster care system in different families, and she had had certain families that she would tell me horror stories about. Um, 
And it sounds silly, but when I was uh, really young, I want to say, God, when did that movie come out? Like 92, 94, something like that. There was this Olsen twin movie, uh, Mary-Kate and Ashley, called mm-hmm. It Takes Two. And at the end, she gets put in a foster family. And they it's just a horrible family who's taking in these foster children to have them work at their place and do all this horrible stuff. And I remember like going to my mom like, does that really happen? And being like, no, this is horrible. But um, it's I'm glad to hear that they're trying to make that system better because mm-hmm. um, I've heard so many horror stories and it's uh, and we have kids in our um, at my school with their homeless kids and kids that have gone through the foster care system and kids that are have been adopted. Um, one of my students was adopted out of China, um, but only like, you know, six or seven years ago. And he remembers his life in China and. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he remembers the foster care system and the orphanage and when he was left uh, by his real family and all, all the things and just the things you hear. Um, it's really great when you hear good stories. And I'm glad to know that there are people out there like you and also that they're uh, making that system a little better for the kids that unfortunately have to be part of it. Yeah. And it, it is a growing problem, to be honest with you. I mean, I see it more and more the system is just being overloaded because yeah. of course the opiate uh, addiction issues are just it's just it's unreal right now so and, and b- before we got on air air to i didn't mean to interrupt you mm-hmm. we were even talking about with this coronavirus and everything get ready because the system's getting ready to be overloaded because these people have nothing else to do so they're going to go out and be doing all their drugs and fornicating and guess what, you know, then Lauren's going to be getting calls because she can have up to three medical kids at a time. And she's, um, at two now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's, it's crazy. And we don't have mm-hmm. enough foster parents. I'm sure that's completely true. I, I mean, we'll probably have some weird Corona boom generation, which will be uh, sure. de- depressing, but, um, Oh God, humanity! I, 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 uh, I have my husband. Nine months from now, I'm going to get a little corona. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's going to be crazy. Yeah. I see it happening, and any type of. It's so weird because when events happen, like the holidays are high removal rates. Um, the kids getting out of school is high removal rates. The kids going back to school is high removal rates. Anything that affects um, income or anything like that, it just seems like people lose their mind. And um, so I, I definitely see we're going to have a rush. This if is, we could be nuts. Yeah, I think there's mm-hmm. going to be a lot of fallout in a lot of different directions that people aren't thinking about um, with this, especially if it continues. The CDC yesterday was saying uh, their worst case scenario right now is... Um, it going through like the end of June and I'm like, holy hell, just thinking about what's going on. And that's a worst case scenario right now. And a worst case scenario could always get worse or it could be better. But um, it's just, you know, that's why it's important. I mean, I, I see people like hanging out on the rains. Uh, we were, you know, went to see my uh, grandma yesterday because she insisted on hanging out with us, even though I was like, woman, are you sure? <laughs> but um you know, we were self-quarantining on her porch, but uh, Reigns took the dog for a walk and just walked down to the edge of the beach to see if there were people out there. And he said it was like crazy. Mm-hmm. I'm like, 
Guys, you've got well, that's how that's how they had to shut the beaches down in South Florida because all those college kids they're on they spring sh- break. Yeah, but I someone I follow that's my sister's age was on the beach today and fit, putting it on Instagram stories and she's showing all the people around her and I was like, what the hell is wrong with you people? Mm-hmm. It's just I don't know. I, I think people aren't taking it seriously, um, and it's sort of frustrating because people aren't thinking about the many, many things that could be affected by this, like, uh, economically and everything. These small businesses are suffering and people who don't get paid, uh, without work. (laughs) Um, hello, not fun. Um, I know, I don't know. It's just, it's a, it's a lot to think about. Uh, I see a lot of people really, and something that hit me this morning that I hadn't thought about, um, was people that are stuck at home um, in possibly abusive situations or with uh, alcoholic spouses or, you know, there are people that are now quarantined at home with their worst nightmare. And that sort of hit me like a ton of bricks this morning, like, Jesus. Mm -hmm. And the Um, stressors of not having money and losing money. Exactly. not being able to pay your bills makes that situation 100% worse. I know. And I just, I I felt horrible about it. Just, Mm -hmm. I, you know, I thought about like that women's shelter that we visited, Donna, and thought, Mm -hmm. you know, I wonder what kind of horror stories they'll have within the next month or two, however long this goes on. Yeah, and they had um, tons of event, events planned for April. You know, I know they had that big kickball tournament. I'm sure all of that's going to be canceled. I was going to DJ that. Yeah. and I'm sure it's all canceled. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, and uh, but knowing Teresa and them, I'm sure the center is staying open to help oh, I'm sure. those, yeah. those uh, individuals that are maybe in some type of crisis that so. um, they need them. But, um, you know, just be in prayer for all these people because it's scary. Um, everybody's scared, you know, and, uh, but I'm still going to work. Um, Amanda's still working. She just happens to be off, um, for the next couple of nights. Um, for, cause you know, you can't, she can't not go to work. She exactly. can't because people are still having babies, you know, and, uh, so we're just, uh, you know, it is a scary. You just, I didn't even think about that either, Brooke, what you said. Yeah, no, I, I read read something about it this morning, and there are hotlines and things you can call. Um, but, yeah, no, I don't know. It's a lot, and uh, I know a lot of kids are really freaked out by it. And uh, Oh, I don't know if you saw this, but this is just fun fact for all the listeners out there if they haven't heard this information yet. Um, Target has uh, shortened their hours. They're closing at 9, all their stores. And the first hour of being open in the day, they're leaving that first hour for um, elderly people and people with health concerns, like people who are more likely to be affected by the virus. Um, So just remember that if you plan on shopping at Target to leave that first hour Mm -hmm. for people because Target's taking um, precautions and doing deep cleans and things throughout the day. And they want to make sure that that crowd is as safe as it can be Mm -hmm. until of course, unless of course it becomes worse and they have to close everything, which we hope doesn't happen. But Mm -hmm. um, I thought that was really great. A lot of stores are doing that. So just before you go out, you know, look it up. Yeah. I heard family dollars doing it too. And that's a nice small store where I think a lot of elderly people would feel safe at that. Mm, yeah. um, you know, there, there wouldn't be a lot of people to get there their essentials than, and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What I don't understand is my coworker today went to a Publix out by us in Ponte Vedra sawgrass. Mm-hmm. And um, she was saying they're limiting um, the quantities of like, you can only get two of the same kinds of soup 
uh, one package of water, which I can understand that, but she says they're limiting the amount of shampoo you can get. That's random. Yeah. And I told her, I'm like, I'm like, oh my gosh, coronavirus, let's buy all the shampoo. I know, just like the toilet, I still haven't figured out the toilet paper. If somebody knows, let me know. <laughs> my favorite meme I've seen so far, I know, and that's, I, I actually, there are several really great coronavirus mm-hmm. memes, like one that's talking about, like, um, me talking to my grandchild in the future. Yes, during that, I lived during the time of the coronavirus, and like, well, what did you do, Grandpa? I shared memes with my friends, you know. Um, yeah. But... <laughs> You know, there was a great one. <laughs> there was a great one that was talking about like, no wonder the government will never tell us if there are aliens because we can't handle anything. <laughs> we hear no. about the coronavirus and we all buy like mass quantities of toilet paper. I had to, I had to buy toilet paper the other day because we were, you know, running out of it, and I felt so ashamed. I wanted to just tell everyone that saw it in my cart, like, I'm buying this because I would have been buying it even if the coronavirus didn't exist. Don't judge me. It's mm-hmm. it's my it's it's on the list because it it's not a coronavirus buy. I'm sorry. Like I felt you like see, a I, we go to Sam's like the last day of the mm-hmm. month. I always say the first, but it's actually the end of the month we go, and we just went at the end of February. And I always buy the big packs of mm-hmm. toilet paper. I stock up for my whole month of meat because it's got the best buys on meat. Right, you know exactly. what I mean? And you just split it up and, and we're set. We have meals. But we buy, you know, I walk out of there spending probably about 200, 250 bucks, but I'm getting everything for the month. For the month, yeah. And so I'm like, I don't understand that. You know what I mean? I'm like, I don't know. You know, I, I, don't, I don't understand it either. I don't, people I, are weird. Now I can understand like the meat and right. like food and stuff like that. You're afraid that. But, you know, the governments, they can't shut down the grocery stores. They no. can't shut down the pharmacies. You can't, there's no way. People would die. So they, they're not going to, that just will call huge, bigger issues than, than what's now with yeah. the toilet paper, you know. Yeah, but, after everything that we need in life, toilet paper, to me, is pretty low. That's what my husband, my husband <laughs> was like, guys, it's not like a hurricane when you don't have water. You, exactly. you, worst case scenario, you run out of toilet paper, you, like, get in the shower. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Like, what is Girl, going what are you on? Talking about my yard, you just walk out and grab a leaf. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. We do it. We do it old school. Exactly. I'm I just, like, I've already eaten all my quarantine snacks. That's my real problem. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I did. I did eat a whole thing of the. I love that salsa. The I forget what it's called. Whatever at Publix. It the, is the, the pineapple mango. Yes, the mango <laughs> the pineapple. Mangoes, yes. Oh, my God, Brooke. The mango pineapple salsa that's yes. over there by the salads and everything mm-hmm. at Publix. I can't think of the name of it. So, that listeners, do not be much healthier dinner than what I just had. I just had oh. chocolate chip cookies that I made two days ago and a bowl of uh, cereal. So, here we are. Well, see, that's why and I was been... pissed because it was the bottom of the bag. I was like, I just, this is, this is only enough cereal for one bowl. Like, what even is that? Who eats one bowl? That's just... <laughs> I never eat just one bowl. I always take uh, the box tip with the table with me, and I always do like a little, a little, because I want, I just, I just want the milk to be just right. I don't know. Uh-huh. I don't know. I'm with you. Yeah. My daughter, I was talking to her. I was like, yeah, it's like, you know, because I live in Duval County, and I was like, yeah, they're going to, the buses are going to bring the children their work every day and drop them off a lunch. I said, I kind of feel bad for taking the lunch. I mean, it's not like we really need it. She says, Mama, did you see the lunches they were giving out in Duval? She's like, they were the bomb. She was like, they were like a salad with, with Hidden Valley Ranch dressing. I'm like, oh, I'll be taking this lunch. <laughs> <laughs> totally. I lo- I'm so glad that they 
are doing that though that's i mean that was my first concern was like okay people in the county you know it's not like everyone can go to internet classes because not everyone has internet and you know what about those kids that rely on that free and reduced lunch uh for breakfast and lunch you know um but i'm really glad they figured out a way to get that to the masses gonna come daily drop off the work and drop off the um the lunches Wow. So cool. We got calls today. Uh, The Nassau County superintendent of schools, she called. And of course, it's a recording message, you know, and they're going to start on Monday with the free lunches. Um, And they she listed off all the schools where they're free, like Mm -hmm. Yuli Middle. If you need a lunch, you go to Yuli Middle. You know, they're not going to deliver them. You have to go to the school. Go pick it up. That's what I've heard. Yeah. Yeah. You just go to the school and pick it up. But yeah, because yeah. Duval is out of spring break. See, yeah, our, exactly. we're still in spring break. Uh, okay. And this week was actually our actual spring break. So we don't yeah. start um, to, we're not, we wasn't supposed to go back to school till Monday, which is, I think, the 23rd. Mm-hmm. Um, but they also said that they're going to start assigning kids school uh, work and everything. Mm-hmm. And the teachers are going to call the kids, uh, each kid in their class, and talk to them. They're going to assign packets and things. If you don't have the technology, like if you don't have a laptop or whatever, they listed off all these schools. You can go check one out. Yeah, that will be awesome. Um, but then I'm thinking, well, where are they going to do that? If they don't have internet, where are they going yeah. to do it? Do it you know? I know. Comcast, See, there's so much to think about. Comcast said that they were offering uh, free internet for the next 60 days. So I don't know whether it will be just like a hotspot or what it's going to be, but they said they're offering that. For the See, that's awesome. See, I, didn't, I haven't heard that. So right, everybody in the local area uh, that, well, I mean, what, across the country, I guess, then, is mm-hmm. it? Because Comcast is, uh, yeah, they're is be, national, right? Right. So I don't know how that's going to work. Um, probably hotspots, wouldn't you think? Probably. That's what we did in Kentucky because we had terrible service right. up there. And so I purchased a hotspot mm-hmm. and that worked great. Um, where we were at in the booth. Well, I, so. I know they said that they were going to do the unlimited phone uh, service uh, for all phones. So maybe if your parents had, the children's parents had a phone, that they could use the hotspot yeah. on their phone. Um, so, I mean, we got that message. So that's good that they're doing yeah. all of that. And then the kids, I know my kids were doing cartwheels yesterday and they're very excited about that, not having to take the FSA. Um, oh, yeah. No testing in Florida. That's a big one. Um, I'm getting all the notifications because of where I work. Our school's a little different. It's I don't know what they're going to do because we can't just switch to online like colleges and we can't like deliver right. packets because they live all over the state of Florida. And also you can't just switch to online because some of our kids are homeless and also they're uh, some of the kids aren't good with technology, you know, blind kids, some of them are good with technology and can handle things. And some of them, it's like pulling teeth, trying to get them to open a word document. Mm-hmm. Um, like guys, we do this every day. Um, <laughs> I yeah, I just, I mean, I don't know at this point, I know that all public schools in Florida are closed until April 15th, at least. I don't know if you guys heard that. But yeah. Governor yeah. DeSantis yesterday, no testing um, for the rest of the year. Kids are pretty pumped about that, I'm sure. Well, I'm not going to lie uh, to you, and Brooke knows this, but we had already told the school, we had a parent-teacher conference for Caleb's teachers, and a, a lot of their administrative staff met with us, and I told them that he was not taking their FSA, and they can cram it. And they said, well, just make sure that he doesn't break the seal. I'm like, don't, don't you worry. He's not going to break your seal. <laughs> And they're like looking at me like, oh my God, where's this woman from? I'm like, listen, I'm from the north side and I'm a mama bear and you don't mess with my one of my kids because I go. will get you. There so, you yeah. 
Yeah, and then my uh, one of my coworkers goes to like the bargaining meetings and stuff for the um, the uh, EA, basically our teacher union, and uh, she was letting us know yesterday. Um, as we're looking at the possibility of going through to school, if, if we go back to school, looking at the possibility of through June 30th, if Corcoran won't petition or excuse it, um, it doesn't say that he has to, or that he will. A lot of people are saying that they think the nation will be excused as far as like not having to go through to the summer months. Uh, Kansas has canceled school for the rest of the year. Um, yeah. Um, but the, that's when she also found out the CDC was saying that worst case scenario, there won't be a peak until May 1st. And if that's the case, it'll be July before it's back to the baseline. So that's the scary. A, a, a peak of the coronavirus? Like it yeah. hitting its peak? Oh, yeah. my goodness. That, there's, that's the worst case scenario is that it won't hit its peak until May 1st. And if that's the case, it will be July before we're at a baseline. <laughs> um, but that's worst case scenario. So fingers crossed that people actually did what the hell they were supposed to and stayed their behinds inside this week. That's not um, going to happen. No, it's not going to happen. So yeah. uh, if we go to May 1st, thanks a lot, everybody. You're ruining my Taco Tuesday Cinco de Mayo <laughs> birthday. And my, uh, and my, yeah, and my 50th Donna, birthday. Everyone, everyone I know's birthday is in April. Yours, Rain's, Maria, Brian, Missouri, Uncle Jack, literally, like yeah. all the people in my circle, basically. <laughs> Their yeah, birthdays we, are in April. We actually had a cruise that was um, leaving. We were supposed to go out during spring break. And, you know, of course it got canceled. And, you know, Carnival, don't tell hubby, he, they only gave us back 25%. Yikes, yikes. You would think they would excuse it for something like this big bunch of a-holes. So, I mean, but um, can you, could you have kept the money with them and just reschedule the cruise? Is that what they were trying um, to get you see, to do? I had rescheduled it before they canceled it because I was taking special needs children. Oh, that's me. right. Yeah, yeah. So, because I, I, because uh, I tried to do that. Changes. We have another cruise that's all that's booked in September, so I tried to move it over. But because I rescheduled, I canceled it. It was my fault. Before they canceled it, we only got back twenty five percent. So it is what it is. But you can't take that risk. No, you can't. No. It, you no. can't put the price on the kids' lives and stuff no, like that. That's that. true. I mean. You know, because you don't know about, especially, you know, it's, it's, it's not even just sometimes just the passengers, but the crew too. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Cause they move them a lot of times from ship to ship and you don't know where they've been. And that's what happened in California. They had some people that was on a cruise ship, uh, uh, right. That they moved from California to a cruise ship here or somewhere and they had to test them. And I, I don't know, I've read so much stuff that I'm like cross-eyed. I'm like, I'm just, I'm yeah. like, and my biggest concern was something happening and us being stuck out to sea for like weeks and them not letting us dock. That yeah, I, I would need some major claustrophobia, anxiety yeah, pills exactly. at that point. Yeah. So. Especially with, with kids. Yikes. Mm -hmm. No, you made the right choice. Yeah, I it, thought so. If mine gets canceled, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to lie to y'all. I'm going to go... Like, I don't see any red spots over there like near Panama City or, <laughs> or I might go down to Key West... There you go. You know, Brooke, I mean, yeah. we, could, we could talk to grandma and, and your mom and we quarantine just party. Woo, woo. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's like Florida hurricane party, except for not. Yeah. Um, no, it's I was already down. thinking like we just have a Golden Girls party where we eat cheesecake and um, drink and watch the Golden Girls. But then again, it, that's kind of what I want to do like every day. So it'd be a coronation. Yeah. 
There you go. See, it's just go rent something that has a nice pool. You can stay away from people. Yeah. You just gotta I know Brooke's got to stay right now. Uh, Brooke's got a couple of Airbnbs right next door to her. Uh, I do. Uh, we could just rent out the street. We can have a block party. We can all stay six oh. feet away from each other at all times. She's uh, right there in downtown St. Augustine. So. Yeah. I mean. I was actually happy today. We went for a walk um, just outside because we usually don't run into people in our neighborhood. But we walked downtown to see if anybody was out and about. And we really only saw like 10 people total, which is pretty oh. incredible for downtown St. Augustine. Oh, my so, God. That is. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. A place that's um, always so packed. I mean, the and the only people we did see were strange. It was uh, which is not unusual either for downtown St. Augustine. But um, I'm weirded out by people that say beautiful instead of beautiful, and I got one of those. <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna need you to stop that. Uh, <laughs> please don't. I know I can't say anything. My husband's from Boston, and some of the stuff that comes out of his mouth is unreal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we all do little things that other people are like, nope, no. Mm -hmm. My coworker jokes because when I get cranky, my southern accent comes out, and she's from Virginia, and she's like, I like hanging around you because I can get because she's from like you know mountains in the, of mm -hmm. Virginia, so she says you don't even want to know what my family's accent sounds like. <laughs> and so every now and then it comes out, and she'll go, oh gosh, did you hear that? And I'm like, nope, totally normal to me. Honestly, didn't hear anything. <laughs> so I, I've got a question question for you you know we're talking about mama bears i was telling you about myself at the school have you ever had a moment like that or moments where you had to oh yeah especially because all my both my kids have uh iep mm -hmm. uh, my other little boy he has extreme behavior disorders and unfortunately um he's fully mobile so then i go into these special needs classes where the children are um, in wheelchairs and non-mobile, non non-verbal. So they don't, I've had problems with them not wanting to take him on, on field trips. And I've had problems with them calling me saying he's sick. I had a call, I've had a problem with them. They called me, they said, oh, well, he can't even walk down. I'm like, well, that's funny because he walked to the bus. And they will go, oh, well, he can't walk now. He must have had a seizure or something. I said, well, do you want me to pick up my other one? Because he's in a wheelchair. I mean, so I definitely have, it's been a battle because, mm -hmm. uh, of course, the teachers are going to be more comfortable or more at ease with the ones that are uh, a lot less behavior issues. But unfortunately, with the little boy I have, it's just it's like he will, he will be really good and he'll, he'll be on his game learning. And then it was, it's just like he has a seizure and it hits like the, like an Etch-a-Sketch and it just like everything goes away. So we have to relearn how to walk, relearn how to talk, and we have to relearn what we're supposed to do and what we're not supposed to do. So he is a challenge and I get it, but that's yes, why but that's he part is of in their a self-contained class. Yes. And I, I had a, me and the teacher kind of, we kind of went head to head and um, she's, I said, well, you just don't like him. And she said, ah, ah I just can't even believe you're saying that. Um, you're like, well, because it's true. <laughs> She's like, I've just never heard of such a thing. I said, well, you've heard it now. And you're and not denying it, clearly. <laughs> exactly. And oh, so she yeah. said, uh, I said, well, and I wanted to put an aide in the class with the child to help correct behaviors. The minute I did that, all of a sudden, I stopped getting bad reports that oh, wow. there was issues. So parents, just remember, if you threaten to put an aide in the class with the, with the child, help uh, you out. <laughs> exactly. No, you know, Don't tell those me. problems will go away. Yeah, Donna was telling me some of the horror stories about the people in schools and public school system not complying with the IEP situation. And it's funny because at my school, we're so spoiled with that. We have 
every one of our students has an IEP. And at our school, that IEP rules the roost. You freaking follow it or your behind is in trouble. Like it's little things. Like if a kid asks to go to the bathroom 600 times in class, you know, usually you'd be like, no, you got to wait. But if their IEP says they can go to the bathroom anytime, you better freaking let them out of the classroom. Exactly. Because I told Don, I'm like, what do you mean they're not following the IEP? Like, they have no options. That is a federal document. Like, I don't get it. Um, But I have heard before I I went to FSDB where, you know, things are actually done uh, like they're supposed to when it comes to that. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, And I've been part of IEP meetings and they're um, fascinating. But um, before I did that, I, I, when I was a substitute teacher, I used to sub very frequently at, uh, used to be uh, Forest High School. I think it's just Westside High School now. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, that is. Over off 103rd. Um, yeah. yeah. And they have a very large autism spectrum unit. And um, I would see some of that. You'd see some teachers who clearly were, you know, there for the right reasons. And then you would see people who you were, were very obviously not wanting to help anyone aside from like collect that paycheck and go home kind of thing, Um, which I would like to point out is the problem with not paying teachers enough to care. Florida legislators, you bunch of turds. I went to the rally to like, if you don't pay people enough to care and this goes for all jobs, but especially when they're educating your children who are the future Mm -hmm. of America you know, pay people. And then guess what? If you pay them enough, they'll actually give a damn. Anywho, um, I ran into a a situation there and it was, like you said, a contained classroom um, where um, a lot of the kids were in in her room were lower functioning, which I thought was totally weird that the lower functioning kids were given to this particular human who, um, by, by law, as a sub, I was not allowed to be alone with the kids just because I was a sub and I didn't have all the you know, all the, um, credentials, (laughs) credentials, the CPR trainings and all that and Mm -hmm. have any of that. So I wasn't supposed to be alone. This woman would go back, go off to lunch. And because I was in the room, she would not come back for like (gasps) an hour and a half. And I was like, literally not allowed to be in here by myself. Awesome. Um, but there was a kid who was nonverbal and, um, he, if he, if he verbalized anything, it was yelling and he would mm-hmm. slap himself in the back. It was actually kind of astonishing how flexible he was with his arms. Um, mm-hmm. but he would slap himself and he would scream and, and whatever. And I had worked there for, you know, off and on for a month or so. And I just knew him as that kid who was nonverbal and whatever. And I was always nice to him, whatever. But one of those days that she didn't come back from lunch. Um, he had been having a really bad day, just constant yelling. So he was actually sort of chill for a second. And as everyone was working on something, I went and sat with him and, um, he was, uh, part of the activity was after he finished writing something he was supposed to color. So he was sort of coloring and, um, I was trying to talk to him and just to kind of soothe him, calm him down. He kept looking at me on the side of his eye, like, why is this lady talking to me? I don't know. Like, (laughs) Why is she being nice? I don't get it. And so I don't know what, but I was like, I was asking him questions and he was sort of nodding and reply. And I think I eventually I said, do you like Disney movies? And he kind of like looked at me like, yeah, why? What, what, what you got? And I was like, what's your favorite one? And he sort of was like humming. And so I started singing, um, something from the lion King. I can't, I just started singing it. And, Dude started singing with me full. <gasps> I looked around and I was like, this kid is not nonverbal. He just doesn't like any of you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't say that, but I was like, oh my God, I'm a 
miracle worker. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but I went to the head of the department at the end of the day and I was like, question. And I named the kid and she's like, yeah, I'm like, what's his deal? I just, I want you, I want to hear it from, she goes, you've been here. I'm like, yes, I want to hear it from you. And when she said the word nonverbal and I'm like, does nonverbal mean that he's incapable of singing songs and knowing all of the words to them and saying all of the words completely correctly uh-huh. to be in order? And she was like, what do you mean? I'm like, uh, he can talk. He just doesn't like that teacher because she ignores him. Mm-hmm. And she was like, okay then. And sure enough, like he would, he started being able to speak to certain people and they sort of started taking him out of that woman's room. But I was just like, I don't That's understand. Awesome. I don't understand not taking the extra minute if you can. Now, sure. Sometimes kids annoy you. Right. And, right. uh, there's got there's always I know that m- me as a teacher and I'm sure as parents when you're short with a kid because they're pissing you off you know you feel bad a few minutes later you're like damn it I'm just oh yeah oh, I always you know. feel I feel terrible oh, like you know yeah. you, you hear mom for the hundredth time exactly. and I'm like I'm like what Caleb what and he goes and he just looks at me and he feels defeated and, and I'm like, like I'm sorry I'm, sorry. I'm just tired. yeah yes I feel yeah. bad I'm like what is it buddy and, he, and then he's all excited about telling me again you know and it's mm-hmm. just like. Yeah, I I, I always have to catch myself, you know. I just think it's such a big deal for adults. You say that about that child, Brooke, because I had a little boy like that. And, like, literally, he would slap himself in the face. A couple times he died. He said, you bitch slap me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You got away. Back up. (laughs) But, yeah, but he went to a school. It was called Mount Hermon. And they, they are, like, the best school here in Jacksonville for, like, severely special needs children. And they really just got him. And they really could open him up into different um, avenues that he had never explored before. So, uh, and, you know, it's like, you know, like, like every child, right? It, even if 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 they considered whatever normal, right? Mm-hmm. But they're all different. Every child has yes. a different spectrum of how they learn, how they exactly. they get through the day. It's the same thing with special needs. Yep. Same thing. They're they're all in a different spectrum. It, it's not a cookie it's, cutter type of thing. You've got to find yeah. what their niche is. It's mm-hmm. funny to me because in my classroom, you know, we we they talk about it FSDB it being individualized. You have to individualize your lesson plan for each kid. Um, I don't understand why that's not just universal because kids are all different. Like you said, like Reigns, he teaches college and he says in my classrooms, they're just older versions of the kids that we see. Right. So they're still as adults learn differently from each other. Mm -hmm. Like that's just how it works. And you have to find a way to, you know, reach all of them in some way, you know, you're not going to get, not every kid's going to get the equal education. There's just not enough time um, or funding or anything, uh, especially in Florida. Don't get me started. Um, well, yeah, but, I feel yeah. like the teachers don't want, they don't teach anymore. They don't have a, they, they, I swear, I talk about this all the time. Mm-hmm. My job is like five and a half percent teaching. Mm-hmm. The rest of it is so much other crap that teachers have to do and don't get paid enough for. Paperwork, I mean, yeah. documentation that they have like to do. Like, it's out of control, you know. My coworkers yeah. and I, we talk about it all the time. Like, can't I just teach? Can you just let me teach some stuff? Um, I don't know. It's interesting. I mean, that's a whole other topic in itself. But uh, I just know that there are some teachers out there who do want to care. And I think at Donna, what you said about just, you know, saying like, I'm sorry, Caleb, I'm tired. And what, what is it, buddy? 
it's important for kids to see that their parents don't think they're perfect. You know, like, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I screwed up. I'm a jerk today. Happens sometimes. What can I do for you? You know, I do that as a teacher. Like, sorry, guys. Yesterday was not a good day. Let's make it better today. That was my bad, you know, because uh, I don't know. You you shouldn't grow up feeling like if you mess up, it's the worst thing that ever happened. You mm-hmm. should see that other people mess up and they do better, you know. And I'm I'm always quick about that. You know, um, that's a lesson that they have taught me is, you know, and I've read so much stuff. I need to stop reading because, you know, <laughs> half of it. But anyway, one of the biggest, one of the most important things that I learned was always show that I'm not perfect. You know what I mean? And it's like, and if I do something wrong, if I say something wrong or I always go to them and I apologize and I said, Oh, I'm so sorry. I was wrong. You know, um, you know, I'm the one that, you know, told you to do that. You shouldn't have done that. You know, I I messed up, especially helping them with the homework. Oh my God, help me Jesus. But anyway, they, you know, I'm, I'm quick about showing them that I am human and and it's okay okay for them to be human too you know what i mean yes. it's like it's it's okay exactly. so yeah because it it's different it's hard because like like i'm a totally different parent today with my 17 year old than i was with my almost 29 year old um you know definitely i don't want to say a better parent now but definitely more um consistent about um, punishments and behaviors at 20 I was just like whatever but you know that it, but it's, I, and I'm just going to say this I think it goes with the age mm-hmm. I'm sorry when you get older I think you know and that's sometimes I say I wish I wouldn't have waited till I was older but I then I'm, I think it was a blessing I think it was part of the plan because I have way more patience um, I've lived life mm-hmm. more you know I mean it's like I kind of have right. you know I mean if I would have had them when I was 19 or 20 I, I, I probably wouldn't have been so understanding and, and and, and, but I understand that they, they have to, kids have to have a routine. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what's going on in your life. If they're used to having dinner at five o'clock, you better have dinner around five o'clock. They're used to having that sitting down with you. Also, Mm -hmm. if you can sit down at a table with them and have at least one meal a day with them and just say, what's the best part of your day? What was the worst part of your day? And just let them talk. Um, and be a parent, not a friend, but a parent. Yes. Yep. No, I think you're spot on. That's, that's, it's all about modeling. Um, uh, which is why I get so frustrated when I see people at school doing crazy stuff. I'm like, because, okay, because, you can't say those things out loud. That, yeah. Because the parenting, like the kids, when we got them and I'm sure when Lauren got hers, they, you know, like the one that, you know, he had the rotten teeth, you know, but poor kid, you know, I mean, it's like, it, you know, he was probably in pain, but do you want to, um, be the best parent and show them, okay, this is the way it should be. This is the way, mm-hmm. you know, and I try to make an extra effort to hug them and tell them I love them. And because a lot of this, they've never heard, they've never exactly. been given that affection, you know, they didn't know when their next meal was going to come, you know, where it was going to come from, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, that's, that's the biggest thing, you know, and, and I, I can't tell people enough that all kids are different. Do not compare kids to one another. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got four and they are all, so different it's and they're all siblings they're all biological no siblings. they're not oh so, okay they're not they're not all from the same family no the older two are biological and the younger two are biological oh okay good mm-hmm. okay hmm. yeah so but what's so funny is my girls are not but they're so much alike it's not even funny mm-hmm. my boys are not and 
they have a lot of the same kind of, I don't know, you know. Well, they've been raised together. Yeah. So, but you know, just but but the personalities as far as their likes is different, but just how they, um, the maturity and how they the respect and and mm-hmm. how they don't forget their. Brooke, you've seen it. They just they yeah. just they just know. You know what I mean? No, I and that's the that's the good thing about nature versus nurture is that sure they come they you know they came to you guys with certain things um but you guys provide a nurturing environment that will shape them also they you won't just be you know you know nobody is exactly what they were when they were born your environment shapes you um and that's a good thing that's uh and that's why like my sister and i we joke all the time like growing up polar opposites like Physically and everything like, um, you know, I was afraid of, you know, sports because I'm clumsy and it was scary and hot and Missouri is the opposite. She was like complete jock and all the stuff. And I totally grew up thinking something was wrong with me since everyone in my family was like a jock. And I was like, but that's not me. So I'm just going to sit over here now. <laughs> but you know, and read, just, and read my book, right? Yeah, I'm going to read my I'm going to read my book and uh, see you guys later. I'll support you at the sporting event and I'll complain about being sweaty. Um, <laughs> but no, I mean, just and our interests were totally different. She was very tomboyish as a kid. Um, I remember the day she started like wanting to like ask my opinion on clothing. And I was like, oh. It's happening. Um, but, you know, it, we were totally opposite. And now we find ourselves being incredibly similar. And it's weird. Um, mm-hmm. Like, so similar. You just, it's sometimes it's the things that you think that the things you're interested in are what makes it. But really, our personalities are exactly the same. Um, so it's kind of funny. It's like when y'all were so young and so little. Because there's a there's an age difference, too. You're nine years older, right, Brooke? Right. You're nine yeah. years older. Wow, that's a big age. <laughs> so, um, and that's what my girls are. They're, that's their age difference, pretty much. Uh, I think eight years. And, um, but it's like they were together. Because, you know, Brooke would play with them when she was little and a baby and everything. Then all of a sudden, it just, the forks of the road came and they separated. And now the roads are, are coming back together. It's kind of yeah. neat to watch them now, you know, and. What do you find easier to raise, boys or girls? For me, it's girls. For me, it's boys. Yeah. It's just, I don't, uh, I was never like, I don't get into like the little uh, catty drama and emotional part of girls. That's the part I just, is, I, and I guess mine are unique. Mm-hmm. You know, Josh is kind of toy, tomboy and she plays with Malcolm mm-hmm. and, and, See, and was, Caleb. Me too. Yeah. And so that's where I kind of understand her. Um, but she, uh, she's more like that. So she's not really in, and Miranda, you know, th- these kids, they try to p- pull her into the drama and I'm like, Miranda, don't get in it. <laughs> and she, and I said, just focus on that school. And she does, you know, right. the boys, um, um, it's just boy stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, I have, I have three brothers in, and, and I was the youngest and, and I had a brother closest to me in age and. I mean, he used to beat the crap out of me, or you know, I mean, it's just it was just sibling crap, you know what I'm right. saying? But um, I f- still like the sneakiness, yeah, and the all boys that. do have the sneakiness, yeah, uh-huh. and stuff like that, which I can deal with. But it's like my girls, I can leave them at home and I don't worry. Mm-hmm. But the boys, I can't. Yeah. I end up taking them with me if I go to the store or whatever. I'm like, okay, Malcolm, Caleb, you're going with me. And boys are dirty. Oh, my son's room. Oh. No, I always, we haven't had kids yet, but it's an ongoing thing that I'm like, please, for the love of God, give me girls. Uh, 
<laughs> but I know it won't happen. Um, my friend Tristan, when she when she got pregnant with her son, um, I she was like, she said, I found out the sex today, and I was like, oh my god, I'm so excited. And she was like, it's a stinking boy. And she just the look of <laughs> depression on her face. I was like, I feel that. I feel that. That's gonna be me. Um, but Rain, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, there's things I can. Yeah, I mean, there's things I can do with my boys that I can't do with my girls. You yeah. know what I mean? Because. I mean, I'll I mean, be fine, but Rain says I want to know. So I'm like, you're gonna make me not. We're not. We're gonna. We're gonna not know the sex of it, and then the doctor's gonna be like, here you go. And if he hands me a boy, I'm gonna be like d- disappointed in its face <laughs> instead of like where he can't see me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Look, I love boys because you just throw them on a shirt, a pair of pants, a pair of shoes, and run out of the door. The girls, I mean, because they're gonna look like a hot ass mess if you're not doing their hair. Or they don't. I mean, it's true, girls do have a require a little bit more work to put together (laughs) because yeah your boys you can just throw them throw them on a piece of outfit they look cute (laughs) little girls yeah yeah oh no and my boys they primp a little bit too you know what i mean it's so funny that's okay though yeah yeah into his long hair right now oh my god yes he's letting his hair grow out he hasn't got into the clone yet um yeah they've been into that yeah yeah, and he's and he's got he's made friends, um, Brooks. He's made friends with a little neighbor go- girl here. It's their oh. granddaughter, so I guess she's staying with him um, right now because of the virus and you know spring break and stuff. Mm-hmm. They were at the fence and they were taking turns holding a lizard. Oh, and so he and so whenever and they were playing and so he would go get a scooter and he would ride by the fence and he put on a tank top. Oh dear God! <laughs> Got to shut off the guns. Got the guns out. <laughs> He ran inside and changed and put on a tank top. Oh, Lord. Now, listen, Brooke. <laughs> you know Caleb. He loves the girls, right? But he swears the guy the long hair. He keeps pulling them these curls up, and he calls them his sideburns. <laughs> I said, no, Caleb, that's just long hair. He goes, but they're my sideburns. I'm about to, I said, I'm about to shave them sideburns. <laughs> yes, he got to the clone, and he's all about, he's all about how cool he looks. Looks, oh you know, and all that, yeah. With yeah. his little wife beater on. Oh my God! The sun's out. His guns are out. Girl, he's a full-on Yuli Cooley. <laughs> he's he's a full-on <laughs> Yuli Cooley for sure. So without a doubt, um, that's the best. So, what do you think you're most proud of? Oh, I don't know the answer to that. To be honest with you, yeah. I, I think, think I think I think everybody <laughs> needs work in life. Um, I think that I am proud that I can pretty much well accept anybody. I can get along with anybody, no matter what. I think that's what I'm most proud of. Mm-hmm. No, no judgment towards anybody, unless you give me a reason to. Any child that walks in my home, I'm, I'm not going to say that I fall head over heels in love with all of them, because some of them, you like to see them come, but you also like to see them go. But... Um, I definitely, um, and it's so sad. It's because of the situation before you, right? I mean, they're just so, they're just so, if they could, if they could, if they could have came to you sooner. Exactly. And there's some, and, and, and it's, it it really is hard, but even at three and four and five years old, I've seen where the, the bio parents have really put their footprint in them and it's hard to change it. And then you're dealing with the, the drugs and all the after effects of all that. And, um, it's just, it's hard. And I, I, I'd be honest with you. I am one of those ones where I like them little, um, you know, under five, um, because it's just, 
the behaviors um, is yeah. work. It's a lot of work mm-hmm. to change. I think that's what you should be most proud of. I think because you are putting some type of of your fingerprint on them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Whether because you said that you've had twenty something kids in five years. That's a lot. Yeah, it is. Um, and we want to show them a different world. We want to mm-hmm. show them going out. To- the dinner we want to show them going on vacations we want to show them sitting down at night and eating dinner we want to show them what it's like to go to bed and have your bath and brush your teeth and sleep in a clean bed um and and boundaries mm-hmm. and uh, it's funny because my first set of boys um of course they were they were black and i was white and their mother hated me she stood up at judge Gooden and said Judge, she is making my son bougie. I mean, he had on like little gingham outfits, little gingham shirts, little bow ties. And it wasn't until like a year and a half after they went back that she called me and she said, Miss Lauren, she said, the boys really miss you. So I went and got the boys and they spent the weekend with them. And and when I went to drop them back off, I had had boys for 18 years when, when we had them. He cried and he looked at her. He said, I want to stay with my white mama. She said, boy, get in this house. <laughs> 18 years or 18 months? Eight, we'd had him for 18 months. We yeah. had both the boys. But um, but they had learned a, another lifestyle. And um, and she, I think she knew that we really did love the boys at the time. You know, she, you know, she was fighting to get them back. And she did get them back. But she did let us have them after they went back. But um, it was just like when they came back to spend the weekend with us, they fell right back into that old routine of, you know, I need to wash my hands after I go to the bathroom. I need to wash my hands before we eat dinner, you know, eat dinner and and eat what's on our plate. And and it's just like it was just because you instilled that in them. Exactly. Exactly. They knew they had to take a bath before dinner. Um, They knew they had to clean up their toys after they were done with it. So it was just, it was. And that's what it really every child wants. They want some type of routine and exactly. just know that they're safe and they're, they're being fed. And, you know. Exactly. And I knew that uh, we have structure in our house. And, you know, sometimes I wonder, oh, I wonder if they want to come back. I want, you know, because sometimes you think you're too strict. But they did. And um, they wanted to come back and, and they didn't want to leave us again. But it was just they were used to that structure because I knew that. When they went back to mom, mom was gone all the time. Like the older siblings was watching the younger siblings. So I know that they didn't have that structure, but I really do think that they got to the point where they craved that structure mm-hmm. and, the, um, you know, always having clean clothes and good food. And I know they didn't like to eat those three green beans they had to eat, but, <laughs> you know, it was just a part of it. Cause that's how I think that's our big biggest problem in foster care is especially when the kids come to us at two or three years old is that they get the food stamps but they eat junk the chips the the frozen meals the cookies and all the that. cookies the soda so then you try to get them on a healthy eating habit is almost impossible wow mm-hmm. wow so if you could play a song every time you enter a room what would it be Elton John, the bitch is back. (laughs) Sometimes. Uh, You know, it's so funny. Um, My favorite song in the whole wide world is Rainy Night Night in Georgia. Oh, wow. Whose version? Because do you like uh, Ray Charles? Conway Conway and Ray Charles. Oh, my God. Yeah, because they did that album. Uh, Uh, Yep, yep, yep. That's my absolute favorite song. But um, 
It's where if nobody knows it, uh, I can't think of it right now, but it was a where a bunch of R and B artists and country artists mm -hmm. they did duets together. And Conway Twitty and Ray Charles did Rainy Night in Georgia. And that's actually one of my favorite songs, love, versions of that song. I love that song. Uh, uh, you know, Chris Young does a version of that song. Uh -huh. And we met him one day um, down at the landing when the landing was here. And um, it was before his set, before the concert. And mm -hmm. I said, I know that I probably shouldn't say this. I said, but I love your cover of Rainy Night in Georgia. Are you going to sing it night? He goes, probably not. Mm -hmm. Um and he says, I love that song, too. That's why I put yeah. it on the album and everything. So. I love Rainy Night. This this you know, mm -hmm. one of those songs, your go-to songs on YouTube. But, um, yeah, probably Bitches Back. Because <laughs> I, I'm telling you. I was just messing with it's you. Always, but I'm telling you, it's always a fight. You always feel like you're. Uh, and, you know, I, I know a lot of people are against the foster care system, but they really do care. Mm -hmm. And they really do do the best that they can with, with what they have to deal with. Yes. And, you know, I just, if anybody is even thinking or considering, and, and I'm just going to put you out there, Lauren. Yes. I'm so sorry. But if you have questions about how you can become a foster parent, I'm always open to questions. Um, family support services is who I went through. You had to do classes. I think it was like eight or nine weeks. Yeah, it's, um, eight, it's eight weeks. You can do it on the weekends. I, we, me and Tony did it for seven weeks on every Saturday. Yeah, and um, you're there for what, what, three or four hours? Um, on the Saturdays, it was you were there from like nine to two. It yeah. was like nine to three, and then you got a little lunch break or whatever. But it's like everybody that I've met that has done fostering, it's just, it becomes like a passion. And I'm not going to tell you it's all peaches and rainbows. It's not. But um, we definitely need a lot of foster parents. A lot of people, um, they, uh, we lose just as many foster parents as we get in. We lose whether um, people move or they, they adopt, you know, just there's different circumstances, changes in their life. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people are like, you know, when I started this, my son was younger. But I tell you, even at age eight, when we started this, he'd be like, one would leave mama mama we're gonna get another one and right now he is 17 years old and still to this day he'll say you got any calls for another one mama have you got any calls for another one and um and even my grandkids they i can't say they love all of them but 98 percent of them they they come into my house they ask about them can i hold them can i feed them they still ask about ones that have left um I don't want people to always think that this affects their kids ne negatively. Mm -hmm. I really don't. And I think it, it's, you know, because um, I was talking to Lauren. We were actually approved for five, but we only, of course, adopted four. When we went to fr uh, front of Judge Gooding and to adopt the last two, he said, well, Miss Brown, I see here that you're approved for five, so you have room for one more. <laughs> I said, oh, no, sir. I'm so sorry. No. <laughs> um, he said, so you're going to turn your license in? And I said, yes, sir. Um and I always think, I'm like, you know, regrets, right? I mean, maybe that one more, you know, but literally I'm telling you that, that these kids need people, good homes. Exactly. Um, we were getting, I was getting calls for placement, if not every day, every other day for me yeah. to take more kids. Um, they just want somebody to do exactly what, you know, any great human be being should do is feed them and clothe them and, and love on them and Taking them to Disney Brook mm -hmm. and um, mm -hmm. all the things. So, um, 
Yeah, these are stuff that these kids have never experienced. I wish I could show you the picture of the child that I took to Disney and when he saw Mickey Mouse. I mean, it was just incredible. Mm -hmm. It is. And it's just. It's a lot of things that we take for granted. Um, I think it happens a lot with my students. I had a, we uh, worked with a science teacher my first year there. I was sort of an associate teacher and we uh, went on this little field trip just to the beach and back like during the class period. It didn't even last longer than that. Mm -hmm. We just took them down to the beach and got back on the bus and came back. Um, And I was walking with a student who's totally blind, has been blind since birth. And um, he also has some mobility issues. He uses like a one-handed brailer and different things like that because one of his arms doesn't cooperate with him fully and um one of his feet and so we're walking along the beach and he's he's like so the ocean's right next to us right and i'm like yeah it's right off to your right i said you can hear it and he's like yeah i can hear it and i said and he said so like is it like a pool like is it how deep is it right next to us and i was like well right next to us is not deep you would just walk into it and you'd have to walk out a little bit before it gets deep he's like what do you mean and he's like I was like, are you, have you been in a pool before? And he said, yeah. I said, have you been in the ocean before? He said, no. And I'm like, okay, so in a pool, you know, you go down steps and then it's already like you're underwater. Mm-hmm. And he said, yeah. And I'm like, uh, the ocean's not like that. So I tried to ha- kind of explain with my hand because we couldn't walk into the ocean in their school clothes. I said, so you <laughs> walk into the ocean and it, the water kind of, as you step, creeps up. And it only yeah. gets as deep as you allow it to as you go out there. I said, of course, there's waves. that mess, But he had no concept of the ocean and I said right. we've, we, I said you felt on the maps before how the edge of Florida meets the, the ocean right there I said that's this ocean that you're touching right here that's that and he was just completely confused and it's just little things that we take for granted um, yes. having a concept of and it's hard for us who are very privileged people to be like you've never put your feet in the ocean like but some kids yeah. haven't. Some parents haven't taken them to the beach or haven't had the means to do that sort of thing. Um, and that's something to remember. Uh, when people... I have this conversation all the time talking with people who think that I, I don't have privilege. I have the same... I have this many issues in my life. I'm like, yes, you do. But you also have privilege. Okay? Mm-hmm. Um, if you can go to the grocery store and afford your groceries like a normal person and you can... Exactly. Even, if you're, even if you're living paycheck to paycheck, even if you have food stamps, you probably have more privilege than someone else. And that's some shit to remember. Exactly. Because that makes me so angry when people think that they don't... I've had this conversation with men who think that women have their lives the same way. I'm like, um, when you get in an elevator alone with a man, do you feel uncomfortable? No, but you know what every woman has to think? If this elevator stops and this mother effort tries to touch me, here's what I have exactly. to do. Exactly. Exactly. I said, do you have to? Are you afraid to walk to your car at night? No, that's called privilege. Um, <laughs> you know, um, have you put your feet in the ocean? That's called privilege. Have you been to a movie theater? Privilege. You know what I mean? Yeah. People just don't realize there's so many things that we take for granted as people, and it's important to check yourself. You know what I mean? And I think what you guys have done kind of does put your life in perspective. It's funny because my husband is from Brazil and we went to Brazil uh, years ago and the amount of poverty, we also went to Guatemala when we adopted our son in Guatemala, the amount of poverty that you see in these other countries is does not even compare to the United States. I'm talking about mountains of housing with just plywood and um, mm-hmm. whatever they can find is building material. No, the and then at night the whole mountain is just totally dark. No electricity, no running water, 
just basically a roof of their head. Little small children, three and four years old, and in the streets begging for, for money, on the beach begging for money. Um, yeah, it's unreal when you go to a third world country. Yeah. Um, even if you think about just Brazil and Guatemala, the, the poverty that is in these countries and what people do not understand. I just think that people forget um, that the world isn't, I, I think what happens a lot of times our view gets really narrow and we start to think that just like when you hear something on news, like that's not real. I don't see that happening. Mm-hmm. And people don't realize that just because it's not happening in your city, in your area, doesn't mean it's not happening the next state over. Um, exactly. That was a big thing for me when I'm just moving from Jacksonville, Florida to Tuscaloosa, Alabama. I remember thinking like you'd hear on the news about race relations and stuff like that. And I do. I can check myself. I remember thinking like, I mean, yeah, OK, but it's not that bad. And then I went to Tuscaloosa <laughs> and I was like, oh, Oh, it may not be what I thought it was where I lived, but it is some shit in other places. I mean, oh, yeah, it was a culture shock. We moved from Virginia to Ocean Way, Florida. Yeah. I'm like, holy cow. It's like we had gone back in time. That's uh, ex- oh, and Tuscaloosa's worse, my friend. Worse, <laughs> let me tell you. And so, and so was Kentucky, girl. We, we moved to oh my gosh, crazy. Well. Yeah, partly of that, but just there's no diversity whatsoever. White uh, people everywhere. <laughs> yes. Um, the whitest place I've ever been was C- Connecticut. I, I mean, I, I was genuinely yeah. like, wow. My husband and I were like, we should just, out of curiosity, see how many non-white people we run into. And I think in the three weeks we were there, the total was three. Like, I'm not even kidding. Um, no, but Tuscaloosa, it's diverse, sort of. You've got at least black people and white people, uh, but they the racism is uh, abhorrent. It's and and they and they know it. That's the shameful part is they know it and they say things like, "At least we're not Mississippi," oh, and I'm gosh. like, not sure that's a bragworthy <laughs> note. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think that that's something people need to be aware of is just because you see something on the news and it's not an issue for you. You hear a redneck say that. At least we're not Mississippi. At least we're not Mississippi. It's my favorite part about Tuscaloosa is the, like, it was like Redneck Central. Okay, and I, I, hey, listen, we're we're all from, we we live in Jacksonville. You know, there are rednecks, like, everywhere. Okay, but the Tuscaloosa rednecks, I don't know if it's because they have, like, a winning football team or something, but there was this (laughs) sort of, like, arrogance about it Uh, everyone there thought that they were like the bomb digs like i'm in the grocery store and there would be a person standing in the aisle and i would just kind of come up with my cart and you know normal people see a person coming with their cart and they're like oh and they scoot their cart over yeah i would be up walk push my cart in in my target and someone would see me and then keep looking at their noxima face wash and i'm like (laughs) i know you just made eye contact with me which means scoot the hell over <laughs> like mm-hmm. what is this so it was just funny because it was like you are such a redneck and yet you yeah. feel very entitled to all the things that i don't understand mm-hmm. um and so i when when tuscaloosa went and i hate to say it and all my roll tide fans i'm, I'm sorry chelsea and chris i know you're listening um and molly you too sorry love you but when that football team lost reigns and i were like <laughs> yes and we would walk through, we would be like, you ready to go to Target? It's going to be so quiet. And we would like go out in public on purpose because the whole town would be so quiet. It was awesome. Anyways, yeah. um, 
but yeah, I think it's, I think what you guys do is really cool because it, or what you have done and what you continue to do is put things into perspective and, uh, puts perspective on your life, but also, you know, like you said, it shows those kids, um, security more than anything, just at least what a taste of that is like. Um, exactly. And maybe just a tiny bit of it. Yeah. Cool. And did you know what I did not realize when I, um, I used to do one of my parent visits in downtown Jacksonville at the McDonald's and I did not realize how many children slept at night in the homeless shelters and you know how the homeless shelters basically that during the day they let them out. So these women would get their strollers and their children and they would just be set out for the day. Um, I had no idea about that. And I would run into these women at the McDonald's and, you know, after a while I I began to bring clothes and and little things like that for the children. But, um, even here in Jacksonville, we have a huge homeless, uh, community. I mean, and it's getting worse and worse. Yeah, I I don't think people realize how, and I'm sure like all of you listening, you probably, your, your children probably go to school with children who are homeless. Exactly. Uh, and homeless constitutes a lot of things. It could be living in a car, living mm-hmm. on the streets, living at a friend's house. It basically, it's anywhere that's not a permanent mm-hmm. place to rest your head. Um, uh, and there are things in place here in Florida to help those kids out. But it's still, you know, that's why it's important for teachers to be patient because those kids come to school. I mean, I have a student who's um, in one of my classes who on Mondays, he's full of energy and wild and crazy and on Fridays he's a complete jerk because he knows he has to go home and he doesn't really have a home to go to and his mom makes bad choices and um, he was a complete bear for six months of last year because and, and, and unfortunately all the staff assumed that meant mom was pregnant again and he was miserable about that um, uh, but we you know we never say anything and we just are supportive and there are um liaisons at school that take care of them and give them clothing and all sorts of things. Um, But it's hopelessness is not a reason for removal. Nope. Nope. Not at all. So it's, it's perfectly okay for a parent to Mm -hmm. be homeless. They won't, they won't take the kids away from them. And I try to, you know, I think I've said something about this before, but um, I want to share this as, as well. If you have children and let's say there's a field trip like Caleb, they went to St. Augustine. I think the trip, uh, they went before Christmas of all times. And it was like $50 a kid. Mm-hmm. And um, so we always, when there's a field trip, we'll always um, send extra. Right. Because um, we don't want a child not be able to go. Yeah. And a lot of kids, these families cannot afford um, for these kids to go on field trips. You know, I can remember when I was younger how excited I was about a field trip. Can you imagine mm-hmm. not being able to go? Because your family can't afford it, yeah. Because you, because your parents or your family can't send the money in to afford it, and the kids ask, "Why can't you come?" You know, it's awful. It is. Yeah, it's awful. It's terrible, you know. And it's like, but um, you know, just just be mindful of other people and kind of uh, think outside of your own personal box. Um, even though we need to stay in our box right now at this current time, <laughs> but think outside of the box. And when we get back in school, or if you're going to certain areas of town and you see those, if you see a mother with a stroller, don't assume that she's just down there. You know, it's probably because they're homeless. Mm -hmm. 
You know, not not everybody that needs money is going to do bad things with it. It's just that they had a bad situation. Maybe they left a abusive situation, and that's the only thing they could do um, was to uh, go homeless. And um, so we just need to remember to always be kind, for sure. So, yeah. um, all right, Lauren. Well, Brooke, do you want to ask her the pivotal question? Because we're almost done. I do, I do. Um, let's see here, Lauren. This is our our big question here on Two Bs. Um, who are your top three female heroes? And these people can be uh, dead or alive, fiction, nonfiction. It doesn't matter. People you know, people you don't know, family members. It's completely open ended. Well, uh, oh gosh, that's a hard question. Female. That is a really hard question. I guess. Well, let's start out with Wonder Woman. How can everybody not like Wonder Woman? Oh my God, I love Wonder Woman. She's right up there. Uh, yeah, one of my I, um, I achieved to be Wonder Woman, but I'm sli- I have definitely failed at that. But um, and my girls love wa- watching Wonder Woman too. By the way, it's just, <laughs> me too. I mean, it's just you know. Showing a woman with, this, with such strength, you know what I mean? And, and kind of kicking some guys' butts and exactly. stuff like that. You know, so. Yeah, I wish I could be a mother like June Cleaver, but that will probably <laughs> never happen. And I guess third, um, probably my grandmother Booth. She took really uh, a really good interest in me. I stayed with her every summer. I was the middle child and uh, she just took that special interest in me uh, beyond my other sisters. So I would probably have to say her. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. yeah. Grandmas I, I are always that, the best. Yeah. I, and she was my great grandmother, but I, I, I think that everybody needs that certain person that uh, just thinks that they're just the the world and mm. um and brooke has her grandma her mom's mom and then missouri has uh her nana which is her dad's mom uh-huh. you know what i mean it's just something about those women that are such um pivotal pieces of our lives you know what i mean and exactly. it sounds like your grandmother was like that for you exactly and i can remember back in the day when she was passing away back then you know children really weren't allowed in the hospital i mean i'm 51 years old and they kind of snuck me in so that she could see me before she went but I can just remember spending summers with her and having just the good old time and we would lay in bed and she had the um lover's leap uh photo above my bed and we would talk and it was just it was was crazy she told me stories and that's awesome that's something you'll never ever forget never never Mm. And my grandchildren are fortunate. They have um, me as a set of grandparents and then um, my daughter's ex-husband as a set of grandparents and then her new husband's grandparents and then her ex-husband's new wives. So, I mean, that's four sets of grandparents. And, you know, it does take a village to raise these children these days. Mm -hmm. And It does. It does take a lot. Um, You know, you know how it is. I mean. All right, so we're going to do the quick spin round. This is basically, we just give you two choices. Okay. So easy, right? Okay. Um, so I'll kick it off, Brooke. Are you good with okay. that? Okay, yep, let's go. Spring or fall? <clears throat> Spring. We're, we're, we're at, right at it, yeah, right? Get, yep. Getting close. Yep. What's worse, laundry or dishes? Dishes. 
I agree. Which do you prefer, bath or shower? Shower. Yeah, Scott said last week, like, who wants to sit in their own dirty water? <laughs> Look, I got to tell you a story about Scott. We go, we go on vacation together, and he rented the room with a hot tub. And he walks into the hot into the hotel with two big gallons of bleach. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm gonna clean out my hot tub before we just so let's get it. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and then they come back the next day with no skin. Um, <laughs> he's, like, no, no. he's like, you fill it up, you run the filter, you fill it up, you pour the bleach in, you run the filter, then you drain it. <laughs> oh my god somewhere like, the environment is really mad at scott for wasting all that water <laughs> yeah but he said that the people from before him's cooties were in the pipes and he did not want to be swimming in their cooties um, <laughs> oh my <laughs> lord <laughs> okay scott jeez <laughs> That's hilarious. It doesn't surprise me at all, actually. Um, and now um, you've ruined hot tubs for my mother for the rest of forever, if she hears this. Okay. Um, <laughs> amusement park or a day at the beach? Amusement park. Yeah, she's, they have annual passes to Disney, Disney World, yep. right, too. Uh, yep. Mm-hmm. All about that. So you probably don't get to watch much of this. Netflix or Hulu? Netflix. Facebook or Instagram? Facebook. Um, which do you prefer more, riches or happiness? Happiness. Uh, what's more important in a partner, intelligence or humor? Humor. Gotta laugh. Exactly. Gotta laugh. Exactly. When sleeping, fan or no fan? Fan. Cold. Mm-hmm. All <laughs> I'm about, about to freeze you out here tonight, I aren't I? Good. <laughs> oh, I'm going through menopause, so um, I'm good. Yeah, I've got the window unit going, Brooke, yeah. that your grandma had in her Oh, shed. sweet their garage and so I, I need to get her another one because i don't think i'm gonna pull this one out i'll just buy her a new one yeah. <laughs> it, works. it works really good it's awesome mm-hmm. so um well lauren thank you so much no, thank you um, for having me well i forgot oh my god i forgot the last question brooke yeah one more favorite she seem, cur- she, I say she seems like she's down uh, yeah, I think she's, she's down. down oh she's down <laughs> favorite curse word fuck <laughs> I hate to say it My husband's like What's wrong with you? I'm like I don't know <laughs> It just comes out <laughs> It's the one I don't know Oh, oh my gosh Only thing that makes it. you feel better I know I'm like He's like I'm like look You know because some of my kids They'll go to school and they'll say shit and damn I'm like look I didn't teach them that. <laughs> they say that <laughs> word, baby. But... <laughs> oh my gosh, it's too funny. Well, thank you so much you. for coming out. I really appreciate you, and just definitely keep Lauren and her husband and the kids in your thoughts and prayers. And you know, these kids that come in their lives, I know that they'll be changed forever for the positive. And if you want to become a foster parent, I know Lauren will be happy to answer any questions. I sure would. Um, I mentor all the time. Yes, and I will be as well, more than welcome to reach out to us. Mm -hmm. Um, But, uh, you know, be sure to go out and subscribe and rate where you like to listen to podcasts. If you want to talk to us about anything, any questions about fostering or whatever, if you want to talk to Brooke about, you know, what's St. Augustine like when there's nobody there, she'll be happy to talk to you about that. Mm -hmm. You can contact us at 2bsinapodcast at outlook.com. And, of course, you can reach us uh, at all the social media places. 
Yes, we are on Facebook and Instagram at Two Bees in a Podcast. We're also at Twitter or on Twitter. I can't talk. I'm apparently <laughs> 150 years old. We're on the Twitter um, at Two Bees in a Pod C. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I tried to get a TikTok this week, guys. Nothing makes me feel older. I'm going to be honest with you. Okay. Uh, no, TikTok. I can't help it. My daughter's like, Mom, that's for teenagers. I'm like, not anymore. <laughs> not anymore. No, it's actually most of the things that I scroll by are like older people. And they're way funnier than the kids. I'm just saying. So move over, children. We're taking that, too. Um, so you can also find Don and I on our personal accounts. Um, I am on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and now TikTok at Brooke Westcar. And I do have two TikTok videos up so far and, you know, Shut like 12 followers. So we're, I'm killing it. I'm, killing I'm downloading it. it tonight. I'm going well, to get TikTok, on it. TikTok the rabbit hole. I mean, what, what you're a, in it. it. A, uh-huh. uh, yeah. It's and I'm, I'm at Lauren Simeo on Facebook if you have any questions about fostering. Very cool. How do you spell your last name? That's S as in Sam, I-M-A-O, and Lauren, L-A-U-R-E-N. Very cool. And then Donna, of course, on Facebook as Donna Brown or DJ Services by Donna Brown. And on Instagram and Twitter at DT Donna B. In the house. house. Lauren, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Oh, my God. This is great. So this will come out. And uh, if you want to share it and all that good stuff. But we appreciate you. And we hope to have you sometime. Nice meeting you, too. Yeah. Thank you very much. And have a great night. Good night, right, lady. Good, good night. Good luck with your corona. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye-bye.